discussing issues that matter to us and by proxy the world excellent well hey um so what we've had precast is what i like to call a what is it a wholesale disagreement or and i'm not sure that we're uh, to be honest with you um i don't think that we necessarily disagree with one another i think we're just talking about two different things but before we get into it um as always uh this is episode 251 in a an entirely chaotic and historic time in at least American history. Um, but as always, we appreciate your listenership from across the globe. Uh, and for our uh, domestic listeners, I'm sure everyone's going through uh, a lot of the same thoughts probably that we are and, and what the future looks like and, and what in the past led up to, to present day. And gosh, I think we probably spent what collective amount of like four hours at least in the last couple of days talking about this on on the phone yeah um, i mean it's like if you want to see the future so bad just go there you know yeah so um so anyway teen hunger force what's that teen, yeah so you don't watch routine hunger Force. it's been a while well yeah it's no longer on the air but i mean it's it's good <laughs> It's a whole 11 minutes, and so basically anybody can pay attention to it in this country. That's true. That is true. Well, okay, we're, we're, we're worried because it isn't often that we really have to stop our precast in when it really gets, I don't want to say heated is not the right word, but um, there, there really is heated. A, a, a disagreement. And, and I guess uh, I think there are, we had a, a show kind of set up here for uh, a little educational segment and a bizarre segment and a, uh, and then sort of the meat of this entire thing. But we, re- we really did turn a corner there and I kind of want to stay on. I'll tell you, like Alice in Wonderland said, start at the beginning. And when you come to the end, stop. <clears throat> so I'll ask you, the same question that I asked you precast that started all this. All right. Sound good? Let's do it. Okay. So what I asked you was, and this is politically agnostic, folks. This is nonpartisan. I'm not making a point about anything. Okay. Other than beyond the inarguable $10 plus billion that President Trump signed to whether the name is cheesy or not, Operation Warp Speed. Warp. I don't care what you think about the name. The point is, he did that. So, therefore, as a veteran who was told by his primary care provider, and I can send you the screenshot, and I'll just blur out her name, that, well, inpatients and healthcare providers are getting the vaccine. Mm-hmm. 
And I said, Dr. Blank, is there a timetable for me to get, you know, I prefer the Moderna vaccine, doesn't matter. Is there a timetable? And I quote, there is no timetable. Now, that's not Trump's fault. That's not President-elect Biden's fault. But my question to you was, realistically speaking, I wouldn't care if it was a Republican or Libertarian or Green Party candidate coming in. What is the incoming president going to do to escalate, to accelerate the vaccine distribution to even such discounted members of society, let's get real, as veterans? Mm-hmm. We're used us. We're expendable. What's he going to do about that? And my question is, or excuse me, my response to that is, like Trump had the ability to do, and like a lot of stuff happened uh, when there was no vaccine in 2020, right? The the focus wasn't necessarily um, wholesale, or excuse me, mass production of vaccines. There was mass production of ventilators, and there was mass production of PPE so that healthcare operations could continue. Defense Authorization Act. Exactly. Now, that still stands with President-elect Biden and could absolutely be enacted in order to mass produce vaccines. Now, it might be that it's a different industry that assists with that. I don't know if that means that it's uh, Ford factories that help mass produce vaccines. However, the question, uh, the, the question is, or excuse me, my response is, you know, and in, in even beyond the veteran class uh, and, and even the most vulnerable classes in, in America today, those below the poverty line, uh, those in minority uh, communities and, and veterans span every, every class and, uh, and, and every um, or very diverse group. So the, the best way to, to move forward and make sure that everyone is vaccinated is the production um, authorized under the Defense you know, Authorization Act. So otherwise we continue to play this game of limited supply for the rest of 2021. And I, I'm not, that's not Trump's fault. That's no one's fault. That's just the fact if we don't utilize that, if we don't, there's only one company that can produce this and they, they can't just build a new facility uh, quickly to be able to produce it. So, you know, well, there's two approved vaccines. Yes. Well, there's, there's, actually, there's yeah, at least available in America. Because uh, there's there are more than just two available vaccines at the, this point. The one in Britain mm-hmm. was funded by Shocker, the United States. But what this comes down to is a cost-benefit analysis. Okay. And it, so in I, so let's it, define. I'll, I'll take the role of the heartless. So one I was going to say let's let's define what those what those two scenarios are, right? No, I, I look. I'll take the black hat. You've got the white one. Mm-hmm. So. I'll be the bad guy again. But the reality is this. It sounds real good to say, let's just shut everything down and we're going to mass produce this until everybody's got it, as if everybody's going to get it that wants it. Because there's this asinine element of our society that has this conspiracy. By the way, and I know you know this, but Bobby Kennedy 
would be rolling over in his grave if he knew about his namesake being one of the anti-vaxxers. Mm. But there's these folks going, oh, we're not going to get it. But anyway, cast those folks aside, rhetorically speaking, not literally. But so you shut everything down to make sure everybody gets vaccinated. Okay. Well, what happens in the meantime? Because this is not anecdotal. Well, I guess it's anecdotal to the people listening to this and to you, I'm sure. But my employer, before I joined the United States Navy, if anybody's heard of that, in 2011, was Bianchi's, which was a organic, or uh, everything was homemade, rather, pizzeria in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. And they're gone now. Why? Because in his magnanimous wisdom, Toby Barker, the mayor, banned outdoor dining even. Sounds real good. That's cool. Unless that's paying your family's bills. Okay. So it sounds real good to say, well, we need to do this for the good of our country. Yeah, cool. Until your family's business goes out of mm-hmm. Do you not see that? Yeah, but I guess my question to you about that scenario one. So we're on scenario one. That's not a scenario. That's reality. But it is until it happens. It's a it's a it's a scenario. Okay. So scenario. So I've got some. I just I just have some questions about your scenario because the shutting down of this beloved pizzeria, and I I mean that in all sincerity. That's not a scenario, Nate. It happened. I know. I know. And what I'm asking you is. How, when did that shut down? Under what? Th- did that shut down because... Because nobody can go in and eat yeah. within 12 feet of one another. But unless no one's... it's the governor of California eating. But the, the, def- the, the Defense Authorization Act for vaccine production doesn't mean that you can't have outdoor dining. That was a decision by a stupid mayor. Where That's do you not... think those resources are getting diverted from? <clears throat> what resources? The Defense Authorization Act. Okay, I'll give you another... Worthless, anecdotal. I mean, you're, you're you're saying that the Defense Authorization Act. If by your story, you're saying that, and and please correct me if I'm wrong, you're saying that if Biden makes one specific industry mass produce vaccines, that all of a sudden the local pizzeria in Hattiesburg or here in Glendale, Colorado, is shut down. As if everything halts, everyone's quarantined while there's mass production of vaccines. That's just simply not true. We continue to do exactly what we do. Mayors will make dumb decisions. Yeah, I, think he, I think I gave you a handoff for three yards and you went 100 yards. That's but, not what I'm getting it, at. That, that pizzeria went out of business when we were in what? When was it? March? Is that what you said? When Does it really matter? It, it matters under the context of which it went out of business. Because what we're saying is not a business because of COVID restrictions. Okay, but the defense authorization bill isn't like what what restrictions go along with that bill? I I just don't understand. Let me ask you this. I don't understand. Where do you think those resources come from? Do you think they're in a tree that the Fed goes out and picks resources from and says, hey, we'll pluck them here? No. Example, I'll give you another worthless anecdotal answer. Okay. Or example, rather. But father sent me a picture of uh, the uh, Ford dealership, mm-hmm. courtesy Ford, and maybe they can pay us for an ad later. But it's, 
enormous field where normally there's probably 150, 200, 225. I don't know how many. It's huge. I sent you a picture of the front of the dealership. But the F-150, the best-selling car in, I don't know, what's its name? America. And they don't have enough to sell. Not because they're, you know, just selling enormous volumes. They don't have them to sell. Mm-hmm. And I said, and I asked my father, who is the used manager at that dealership, I said, Dad, what's, what's the deal? And he said, son, they're producing PPE in Dearborn, Michigan. Maybe you've heard of it. Uh, that's the way things are. So I'm not saying that's wrong. What I'm getting at is Americans know a whole lot about the demand side of the economy. So we the, don't know shit about the, the supply side. Yeah. There's right. choices, sacrifices to be made here. Okay, so this is where I'm gonna this is where I'm gonna walk through like an exercise here. And and because You're telling me, me I'm wrong. I'm telling you that if we don't just give every amount of resource to mass produce a vaccine and vaccinate every single person that wants to get vaccinated, then that Ford dealership in Dearborn will continue to have to make PPE and N95s and gowns and face shields for the next year. Or we can do this right now and get the entire economy or those, those people who would like it, which may be enough to at least and certainly would do enough to raise the restrictions from 25% to like 75%. If we do this right now, if we invest in this right now, we divert resources from, from, uh, to go to Dearborn to work on that vaccine, then that Dearborn plant will be up and running and creating new Ford F-150s. I think we're arguing two different things here. But do you see my point? I see your point. Because, I just think and, and that's why that's points. why that pizzeria that's why or that's why there's less Ford F one fifties at that dealership. Because there wasn't there it was no vaccine. We had no other choice. We had to get throw every resource at protecting um our healthcare uh workers in our hospitals to make sure that we could protect the rest of the population that got sick. There was no solution at the time other than react. But now there's a solution. So we can oh, either great. we can either so react the right thing. Absolutely. What oh, if that meant diverting I, funds? I just wanted to check that. If box. that means diverting funds to to fund vaccines, yeah. I'm. This is not about Trump. This is this is this is greater than Trump. This is about the U.S. economy. This is about small business. This is about the health of its citizens. Like the longer, if we don't throw more resources into literally funding the most important vaccine on planet Earth today, then. The Dearborn plant will continue to make PPE and not Ford F-150s for the rest of 2021 into 2022. Or we do it now and we're done. Or you Like that's, I, there's, there's, I, I, I don't know what the, the scenario, like I don't know the counter argument to that. That's, well, I'll give you one. Not to mention okay. the death of Americans. <laughs> well, we like over 20, you know, the, maybe well, the more. Nobody gets out of this a lot. The, the more moral important argument, I mean, we have the solution. The solution is here. And, and to, dive, to, to waste any more time. Uh, Look, there's a 100% mortality rate on this planet. I don't know if you heard that. But the reality is. That sounds it, like sounds, you're not even, it sounds like Bolsonaro from Brazil. We're all going to die. <laughs> okay, I mean, I'm, I'm not even going to grace that with a response. Um, the reality is, it sounds real good. 
for folks that are doing well in life to say, just shut it down and focus on the vaccine. I want the vaccine out there. Okay, I just told you that I can't even, as a veteran, get it mm-hmm. right now because I'm just used goods. And I'm sure in some way that's Donald Trump or even Richard Nixon's fault. But the reality is there's got to be a balance between shutting down the damned economy and killing people's small businesses, which fund over 80% of our economy, and distributing the vaccine. There's got to be a balance. I mean, you don't I, don't, that. I, I guess I'm not, I, I, I guess there's like a massive historical precedent. I mean, first, first, first thing is I don't know where the, your idea of shutting down the entire economy to mass produce vaccines is coming from. In what precedent you have for shutting down the entire economy to mass produce for question. something like World War II or, I mean, the economy didn't tank because they were building tanks. You know, it's, that was my question to you, was what is the balance? <clears throat> well, I didn't say that's what you were yeah. proposing. I mean, the first off, you don't need to shut down all industry in order to to mass produce vaccines. There's only certain industries that are really gonna be useful in you doing You can it. sure fool certain people in municipalities in this country. Hmm, what's that? You could sure fool people in certain municipalities in this country. I guess, I, I mean. I get it, you're not going out of business. I'm not going out of business. I mean, like if you wanna be, if you, if you wanna be macabre, yeah, maybe I would. I take care of high risk populations, like in a, in a community setting. Was, I don't have a, I don't have a clientele base if you know I mean like we can talk about numbers like their or people like their numbers we can do I mean I just don't I don't okay. under, I don't understand why if we shifted even if we moved um in increased production by 25 percent like that's I don't know what industries you think are just all shutting down because because we you know, it's not like we quarantine all major cities in the United States and everyone stays inside for the next two months. The federal government cuts. Have you not heard of the hospitality industry? Have you not heard of the restaurants that because it's, I don't know, cold outside, have nobody coming in there because they can't have people inside? But what's, what, what does that have to do with vaccine production? It has a lot to do with the fact that, like I talked about, there's got to be a balance between shifting resources to vaccine production to people going out of business and their families losing everything. So okay. I'm glad you don't have to worry about that. No, I, I, I just don't, I'm really struggling. I'm okay. really, really yeah. struggling with your connection between increasing resources to vaccine production and a small mom and pop shop going out of business. I, I don't, I get it. Like I get the you manufacturing resources that we're going like, to shift. Like, quote, like, they grow on trees. Okay. Well, if I hear you correctly, what you're saying is like the Dearborn plant, for example, we just shift production and uh, there's still no Ford F one fifties in the small dealership in Hattiesburg or in Mississippi goes out of business. I, well, there's, there's still shifting resources for PPE over 2021 versus shifting production to vaccine, which is going to alleviate the necessity for mass production to PPE. Like, I don't know. I just, if that's the argument, I'm, I'm really struggling right now to understand I see that. the link. But I see that. I'll tell you what. I'll put it in the notes in an editorial. We can move on. I feel like I, I'm beating a dead horse here. No, I, I'm glad I, you don't have to worry about that, Nate. <laughs> I, have everything to, I have everything to worry about it. It's, it's like, I mean, I, I don't understand. I just, 
Do you think these resources that were quote gonna shift from the, via the Defense Authorization Act? Do you think they grow on trees? They're gonna grow out and just we'll just shift these resources here. Like seriously. I mean, I guess maybe we need to talk about what resources. I mean, as of right now, the federal government's spending ungodly amounts of money on PPE for hospitals because people continue been, to be sick. I've been beating the drum about ungodly sums of money since we started this. So I think perhaps we should move on to the next talking point and I guess. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm again, I, I get it. I get it. I see, I'm an idiot. We'll move on. No, I see your I mean, I understand the scenario that you're proposing. Like I get it. Do you? I I do. I just don't think we're we're talking about okay so no I, I kind of want to stay on it because I'm I'm really I, I want some sort of resolution to this. So in in there there what I'm saying is that we uh, you're trying to connect Dearborn, Michigan to Hattiesburg, Mississippi. It's what you're trying to do. But yeah, but you made that connection because it's the Ford it's the Ford F one fifty examples. Mm-hmm. I gave you two examples of a my for my pre-Navy employer mm-hmm. going out of business because who's eating outside in this weather? Yep. Okay. So the, cause the, mayor, mayor, cause the mayor made the decision to not let people eat outside. As the, the governor of California has done, unless he's dining. Yep. And, and he's a donkey. He's Gavin Newsom is going to be destroyed because of that. Just like the mayor of Denver. I'm just, I don't know how those specific events link to okay. the manufacturing okay. of the economy. Yes. Last I checked. Yes. Macroeconomics. Yep. These things connect. Okay. Yes. I'm not denying that. My whole point was about small business being hurt by these edicts. Meanwhile, like, and the there's defense. this, there's this, there's this fantasy land of just resources. We're going to shift. Okay, where do you think those tax dollars come from? Mm-hmm. Is my entire point here? You're going to starve small business. Well, who's fucking paying the bill? This faux money we're going to print. Mm-hmm. You don't get that. Uh, I'm sorry for you. You don't see that at all. I don't. I I just like. I'm not entirely sure. And it might be my lack of econ knowledge. I just don't. It has nothing to do with snarkiness, Nate. I'm, I'm but... not. I'm, I'm John. I'm legitimately confused. I'm like legitimately confused about ramping up vaccine production and how that shuts down. Like, we're what we paying for it, Nate. The, we're paying for it. The American taxpayers are paying for it. We're either well, paying. For... Here's my point here. You want to know my point? I'll, I'll, I'll break it down. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, maybe you can be a philosophy major and get this, Nate. You can you can major in philosophy and get this. Okay. Unless you want to keep on printing money that we ought not be printing. Period. Bottom line. Bar none. Okay. All these small business owners that prior to this year constituted eighty percent of the economy, with them getting smothered as they are currently. Okay. Uh, Who is financing this right. shift in resources? Okay. Then John, I have a question. You don't see uh, that. Hold on. I do see it. But what I'm going to ask you is what scenario situations 
in either mass vaccine production or continuing the way we're going right now is going to require more dollars to be printed over a longer period of time. Before I answer that, you're going to tell me that you see that now. No. You just made a big, no, no, no. You just made a big point that you didn't understand where I was going. You're talking about taxpayers funding the federal government's operation to fight COVID-19. So I'm asking you now. Point about small business, 80%. Okay. So I'm asking you, what is going, if we do this right now, if we pay, if we put a down payment right now, which, or we just prolong and do exactly what we we're doing right now with the, with the vaccine production, what is going to incur, what of those two scenarios is going to incur more money being printed over time, more small businesses going out over time? Wouldn't it be the delayed response or the low vaccine production and a slow vaccine response? That's that you're going to have to you're going to have stimulus after stimulus after stimulus. We're going to be spending 1.9 trillion. We're going to spend another 900 billion or we do it right now. Maybe it's 2 trillion. Who knows? I'm just throwing it out there. Maybe it's it's maybe maybe it's the it's 2 trillion plus uh, a ramp up of vaccine production under the Defense Authorization Act. But we do it right now and then the there's a greater immunity to the to COVID nineteen, and we resume normal operations, or the best we can, or we prolong this, and the taxpayers are bailing out business and Americans for the next two years. Like, I that's what I'm that's what I'm trying to point out. Like, because I maybe I'm missing this. Maybe I'm there's a glaring I error. Is there's a glaring yeah. error? Because the the scenario you point out, but maybe. Maybe they go out of business. They already are Nate. But that's I get it. you're not connected to man, mainstream. But John, this is okay. twenty this yeah. is twenty twenty one. This is we now have a vaccine. Those companies went out of business when there was no vaccine. There was nothing we could do except for just hang the fuck on. But now okay. we have a vaccine. It's a different day. That that's I'm, I'm glad it's a different day for you, Nate. It's a different day for everyone, yeah. John. It's a different day for everyone. There is a solution to the COVID nineteen problem. Back in July and March, when small businesses went out of business, there was not a vaccine. There wasn't a solution. Now there's a solution. It's a completely different. It's a completely what difference different. What does that make to the family that lost everything? It doesn't. It doesn't make. It's horrible. But we have a solution today. So, oh, we so can, you got it now. So we can prolong the more small businesses going out of business over 2021. Or when did I argue against? using the Defense Authorization Act, I haven't. What I said was, there's got to be a balance between fixing this thing and destroying the damn small business economy, Nate. Okay, I get it. Nobody you're connected with lost everything on Main Street. You have no idea. Not, you don't, you don't know reality. that. <clears throat> I've watched more people, and I'm not, this isn't a dick measuring contest. I can't tell you how many people I've watched families ruined because family members have died from COVID-19. There's nothing like, and small businesses going under people, not being able to, people not being able to follow their dreams. There's nothing more, but the vaccines, the solution to that, we don't have to have that happen anymore. My entire point is there's got to be a balance, Nate, between shutting down the damn economy and fixing this thing. Okay. I know you're, I'm not accusing you of being heartless. No, okay? I'm, you're absolutely not. I'm not, not, I'm I'm not. not in the same light I've been put in. Okay. I know I'm put in this light of, oh, just keep the economy open and kill everybody. That's not what I'm saying. 
Okay, there's got to be some balancing act here between destroying Main Street for a vaccine that ain't even available. I, as a veteran who temporarily died and could have stayed dead, but, okay, but we we can we can it ain't available to me, Nate. But we 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 can make it available to, to you faster if we just. When is that going to happen? We could as soon as Biden's in office. Yeah, because they because they, they care about veterans so much, both parties. Okay. It's, it's I, we're, we're used goods, Nate. Don't deny it. It ain't going to change because Joe Biden's in office. Don't sit there lying to me. They don't care about us. We've already served. If you argue that, I, I'm real sorry for you. I'm. You're going to argue that point. I'm not. I'm not arguing any point. I don't know what we're arguing about. I, I, I think that we could deliver. Well, I have a fundamental disagreement on the balancing act between pursuing. Well, and I think. I think the other thing is, I don't know. I don't think you understand my point that you don't need to shut down the entire economy to mass produce enough vaccines for the American population that at least wants them and to have some in reserve. Ford Motor Company, Microsoft. Alphabet, they're going to survive. What I'm arguing about is an advocacy of Main Street, the 80% of the economy that is supplied by small businesses. And so I just, my question is, I don't know how my argument sounds like I'm not advocating for small business because I know that more small businesses will go out of business in 2021 if we don't mass produce this vaccine and get everyone who wants it vaccinated because I'm not saying you're trying to destroy Main Street. I'm saying this is the argument we need to have, that balancing act. I'm not saying so, you're a communist trying to destroy the economy. Well, I mean, I just don't know how much longer small business can actually withstand. And They haven't. That's my point. Well, exactly. So they're not, okay, 20. They're not the, suffering the, because look, the, man, the, the virus the, itself is my point. I know. The day, the day that there was. Edicts of the government. The day that there was a Pfizer vaccine available, the game changed the day there was a solution the game changed and that didn't happen for all of 2020 that's Great. not trump. i don't know what that's done that's that's not trump's fault that's not pence's fault that's that's just we the world collective world had to come together to find a solution and now there's a solution and biden is saying let's mass produce this let's mass produce this solution so that we don't have to continue to spend a shit ton of money um, for stimulus is we could put it to something more useful like I, Democrats like, Democrats yeah. I, I, I like we're again we're going to spend if we're doing our second if we're already talking about the second stimulus from 2020 into 2021 there's going to be another stimulus every quarter through 2021 if we don't mass produce the vaccine right now and that does not mean that every industry is shut down to mass produce vaccines if Andrew Yang had his way we'd have a stimulus every month it'd be UBI the difference that's, that's, here is not part of the argument. It's 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 not. It actually is because here's my thing. There there is a there is a balancing act to be had here. Okay. Explain because the balance. Some of these you, people were going to save. What's what's your balancing act? Like, what does it mean to you? Because to me, if I understand you correctly, your balancing act means we need to have a balancing act between how much industry or how much of the economy we actually. Uh, we 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 make be part of the vaccine solution, and and with how much we um, uh, 
how much loosen regulations, I guess, with small business. I'm, I'm not. The balancing act is we shouldn't just shut down the entire economy to mass produce vaccines. We need to find a balance between allowing industry to continue as normal and only maybe part of the economy help with vaccine production. We need to have that balancing act because if we just everyone dives into vaccine production and no one's able to sell goods, supply chains break down, then small business goes out of they're the sacrificial lamb, if you will, to which I think I'm saying I don't think I ever and, I, and I'm really sorry if I misdelivered here, but or miscommunicated, but n no part of my f just wholesale full send into vaccine production ever meant that the entire U.S. economy and all supply chains cease fire until there's a vaccine. And I don't think that's and and I guess I should have been really specific, but I think that what I'm proposing very well would be balanced because you couldn't require every industry to, you know, even if you look at like, let's say you solicit Boeing for vaccine rollout. Good. It gives Boeing something to do because no one's flying right now anyway. No one's buying Ford F-150s because everyone's working from home. So Dearborn can either mass produce vaccines or mass produce PPE like which one do you want and which one's the better option the vaccine all day so i think there's absolute balance between what i'm proposing and so that's what i'm trying to figure out like what what do you see as the balance because i think i i think there's already a solution here and it was just part of the argument but not specified I mean, look, we can rant about this another 45 to 60 minutes or two hours, but where I'm going to rest my case is you've already missed the boat, okay? These edicts, and I promise you, I'm not gonna, but if you want me to send them your mod state email address, I can send it to them. The small business owners, they're already gone, and I don't want to do further damage to the people that do most of the living and dying on Main Street, Nate. That's my point. Okay? So with these edicts, and I promise you, you can discount it, you can be dismissive, whatever you want to do. All right? But what you're missing here is that a lot of folks have already lost everything, and I don't want to see it continue. Mm -hmm. So why and would they... Why would they easy for you to shrug and no, say... No, 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 no. John, why would they lose everything? If if we ramped up vaccine production, please explain to me why they would lose everything. That show me the link. I'm not I'm not connecting that. Well, that, that's I'm connecting that to the overall policy. I didn't say because of ramping up production. Well, that that's the purpose of the policy. That's the purpose of the Defense Authorization Act is to ramp up the solution, right? I'm I'm aware of that. That's why the PPA began. Uh huh. So. So, I was addressing the overall policy measure. I'm sorry, you're stuck in Dearborn. So what's the policy measure that would, that would ruin small business with the Defense Authorization Act? What is the policy that specifically... Directly because of that one act? I didn't know this entire discussion was based on one act. Well, no, what, but what we is... We were talking about overall response to the vaccine, yes? Yes. Or virus. The virus, yes. So now the solution's here. The vaccine's here. So what specific policy... Okay. What point in the beginning of this conversation will we say all oh, this is going to be based on the DAA? I don't 
we, we, it doesn't have to be, but whatever it takes to mass produce the vaccine, just like Trump did for ventilators and PPE, it's like, it's just an extension of it. That's great, but you're asking me like how I'm connecting the collapse of small business to the DAA. Or I to, never said that. Or to the policy, the Biden's policy or whoever's policy or what what policy are you specifically in, – in the scenario I propose of mass production of, of vaccine uh, and then the distribution of those vaccines being the number one priority that the Amer- America should focus on, what part of that policy and response ruins small business? And I'm genuinely asking because asking because I'm not sure what, and I'm not being snarky. I'm just I'm honestly asking. If you're not aware of the adjunct policy of saying no more than six people or whatever it is in California, different states. Mm-hmm. Okay, is that, if you're is, not aware of that, but is that part of why? is that part of the federal pol is that part of the federal policy? I'm not aware. I, I, I was also referring to collective states. My bad. If if I was wrong to refer to individual states, my apologies. Well, there, there has been no federal, like, like the CDC has given guidelines and states have. Oh, not just... yet. Okay, so what what part of the policy, the federal government policy that I'm specifically talking about, is creates undue burden on small business any more than they already have from the virus in general to the U.S. economy. I wasn't aware that I, I said that the federal government was killing small business. What I was getting at is that there must be a balance between, hey, we don't want this virus to spread, which I think I acknowledge we don't want that. We must distribute the vaccine. And I think I acknowledge that because I'm disgruntled because I can't get it. Exactly. And, <laughs> and I also think there must be a balance amongst the states, which is what I was referring to, like California, for instance, the sixth largest economy in the world, between saying, hey, unless you're the governor of California, you can't gather with six or more people and, and killing somebody's business. Mm-hmm. I, I don't recall saying that a federal policy was going to kill the economy. Okay, I, That's not what I was getting at. I'm saying there's got to be a balancing act between, hey, maybe I'll use a different phrase. Well, there's got to be parity. Okay. How about that? Which is great. There's so, got to be some sort of equal. So is there, is there anything about Biden's current proposal on how to handle the coronavirus that at a federal level, a federal response that worries you that there is going to be undue burden to small business? Because, again, there's already – authorization to mass produce PPE vaccine would be an extension of that. What, what would be, because again, the States, the States think I was hating on Joe Biden. I'm not, I'm not saying you're hating on anyone. I'm just saying the States, where's that question coming from? The question's coming from. I, I didn't. If I did mention Joe Biden and criticize his response, I don't know what his response. Well, there is no. Be there is no response. I'm just, I'm just. I'm just saying. Is there? I. I. Okay. So. This is a necessary debate, Nate. I guess I just don't really. 
You guess? No, no. It is. I think it's a really good this debate because very, that, this is a very divergent issue for our country right now. So people that think it's all or nothing, and I'm not one of those people, Nate. I know. So, I know you. Very, my, you're you're very eager to paint me as a as a conservative, but there there's folks that believe that either we let everything go on and just fill up Happy Valley and Penn State with 110,000 fans and spread the virus. And then there's this mentality of we just shut everything down until herd immunity and the vaccines. You know, I, I, I don't think we have to go to those those extremes. Yeah. And, and so what I've of course, what I've been arguing as a solution for the last 40 minutes is never said we had to shut everything down. It just said we need to say that. ramp up the solution. And I, I just don't know that. how ramping up the most important solution, the vaccine how that hurts small business. It, it's supposed to help small business. If I don't, I don't think there's any argument anywhere that says that ramping up the solution, that means Dearborn creates vaccines. That means that the government spends maybe another trillion dollars on distribution. And like, then we can go back to 110,000 people in a Penn state stadium or at university of Michigan. That Dearborn can produce F-150s that can be sold in Mississippi. And I don't, I just don't know how there is any other timeline that would be appropriate or anything less than as soon as possible, as soon as humanly possible, we should do this. I don't, I mean, unless there's something that I'm missing completely in this overall equation that what we do by ramping up and distrib in, in distribution, just like the sacrificial lamb is small business. I I'm missing that link. It's already been. Yeah. But that was before the vaccine. That was before the vaccine. Now we have the vaccine. What now, difference does that make Nate to the people that lost? But what the people that lost, do you not grasp that? Yeah. They're law. They're, they're lost, John. I got it. They're, they don't have businesses anymore. Right the fact that it doesn't make a damn bit of difference that a vaccine's out now. Their business is gone. Okay. You don't grasp that? I do. And it's tragic. It is absolutely tragic. And now today there's hope that no more small business needs to be lost. If we just ramp up vaccine production and distribution, another, a, no, a single, no, no more small business needs to be lost. And, and it's, it's horrible that people did lose small businesses. I know people near and dear to me that started small businesses in January of 2020 and didn't even make it. And I know people that had businesses for years that had to shut down. And, and that what, what, I don't know what we're supposed to, like, at this point, we need to do everything we can to ramp up the solution. Th the, that happened, and it's so tragic. But I don't know how, like, how that, factors into the decision to ramp up production for the solution today. That's not an argument I made. But you just were talking about what about those people? It doesn't make a difference. I argued that there ought to be a balancing act going forward. But I'm, what I'm telling you is, uh, and maybe this is fodder for a future episode, but as a caveat to what you asked me precast, that's fueled some resentment. And I know that's not what we're talking about. Okay. It's fueled it's, resentment, but fueled resentment 
Of course it fueled resentment. There was nothing... There's nothing... I mean, there could have been a better coordinated federal response. We can talk about... We can Monday morning quarterback what happened over the last year for sure. But... Well, I know that's all that's all Donald Trump's fault. But besides that, it's it's I I mean, I mean, it was his administration and it was his to handle. I'm not saying whether he did or didn't. I'm just saying it was it's all Donald Trump's fault. It was his responsibility. He's the he's the CEO CEO of the executive branch. It it would it would if it was Obama, it would be Obama's era. If it was Bush, it would be Bush's era. It has nothing to do with the commander in chief. Other history is history. What happened a month ago happened a month ago, but it's a new era. It's a new flex. It's a new dawn. It's a new day. It's a new life. We have a vaccine and we can prevent what happened over the last year. If we mass produce and distribute and give to people with the right messaging and we don't have to have a repeat of 2020, it can I don't be think a, the vaccine and the right messaging mean a damn thing, okay? I think the vaccine is what matters. I don't give a damn about your messaging. I mean, messaging helps get people to take it. Dude, the people that are not, that are anti-vaxxers, they're not taking it. It doesn't matter. That's well, fine. And they're a small, they're a small number of people, but I've watched more and more people convert to wanting the vaccine. Including Bobby Kennedy's son, I know. by the way. I know. Um, and that's that's fine. They don't have to, but there's a whole mess of people that want it. So they... we're gonna let me let me get this straight. So we're gonna spend federal taxpayer dollars to advertise a product that anybody who's gonna get it is gonna get it. And the people that aren't aren't save the money. Have you watched an entire population of people get brainwashed by Trump over the last four years? By just listening to propaganda over and over and over, priming and you think do that. Priming works. Education works. It just takes a long time. Yes, you absolutely should have good messaging because there are people that are like, I'm unsure. They're not anti-vaxxers. They're just genuinely unsure whether or not they should get it. Good messaging goes a long way for those people. So absolutely, absolutely, it's not a it's not a massive part of the budget. It's 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 a it's. Of course, you always okay. do that with any campaign. You absolutely, okay. absolutely, you use taxpayer dollars for that. Otherwise, you don't get a, you you don't get a, as good of ROI. Look at do you, why do would you why do why do why do campaign why do campaigns run ads? Because messaging works. It'd be no different with the vaccine for people who are on the fence. You court the people who are on the fence. Actually, it's you, a big difference. Actually, because campaigns they're supposed to be spending their own money and contributors' money. I'm against spending taxpayer dollars for that. I'm sorry. So you're against, okay. So you're essentially what you're saying is you're against the possibility of a har, a higher ROI, the better bang for your buck. That means you put for every vaccine that's produced, you put a vaccine in someone's arm. There's no wastage. And if you how do, how many people don't know that? How many people don't know that we're waiting on a vaccine? Nate? you really got to advertise for that. You're not, you're not advertising like, come get your you vaccine. You do good educational propaganda. And you know what? You convert people. Wow. And that means your ROI, your, your, if you're looking into business terms, your ROI is up. Your return on investment is higher. You put more shots in arms and you have less wastage. And so you're not wasting taxpayers' money. I, it's, why, wow. would you not, why would you not do that? 
Okay, so so why would you why would you waste potential ROI? Why why would you give it? Why would you even give it that chance? Why would you waste taxpayers' money if you could spend a couple million on well-targeted advertising to those people who are just on the fence? They just want to know that they're not going to get sick. You don't convert those people, then you waste taxpayers' money. Okay. I I I think we're at a fundamental impasse here. Well, I mean, what? So if you lose conversions and you waste um, vaccines, but if you Mate, had spent, how many people are not aware of this virus? How many people are not aware of the effort? Yeah, they're they're absolutely aware of it, but they're still. It doesn't matter. They can be aware of it, but still be wary of the vaccine. Like I'm not sure if this is right for me. Do you I, think you're going to convince some anti-vaxxers? I'm not to trying to convince John. I'm not trying to convince anti-vaxxers. I'm trying to convince people. I'm conv- trying to convince that the independents right now. I'm trying to I'm trying to convert the independents who are like I'm not anti-vax, and th- this this is more this is more people than anti-vaxxers. I promise you. I live in this community day in and day out in healthcare. Asking, I've asked over a hundred people whether or not they want to get the vaccine or not. The number one reason people don't want to is because they're just not quite sure. You don't try to convert anti-vaxxers. You, can tr- you try to convert the higher population of people who are just on the fence. And that's what's going to get you a greater ROI. That well-targeted marketing. Explain to, to the non-educated amongst us, our listeners, what ROI is. Return on investment. Return on investment is essentially how much you make off of a maybe a project or uh, in this case we're trying to get vaccines in people's arms okay so in this situation what's that so in this situation what's uh, what's that what's your return here yeah what is our return so there's a couple things right so it's not just like making money right it's about what what is the return obviously one is we don't we don't waste taxpayer money that's 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 a good thing um there's there's we don't have wastage the second return is how much and it piggybacks off of wastage is how many can how many shots we put in people's arm which means that we also have a more vaccinated population a healthier population against covid so you can measure that as well, which means that you also can measure the deaths in America and the strain on the healthcare system and then the supply chains that are building, uh, uh, are, are mass producing PPE. So there's this huge effect. So the ROI is, okay, if we, the question is, I don't want to spend, or the, the injunction is, we should not spend taxpayer dollars on marketing messages for the COVID-19 vaccine. To which I say, if we, the majority of people out there are for the vaccine, then the next highest percentage of the population is just on the fence. They're independents, they're unregistered, okay? Or they're registered independent. Then there's the small, tiny percentage of anti-vaxxers, right? We're not really worried about them. We're worried about the next group that we can convert. And that's the next highest group of people that are on the fence. So if I spend a few million dollars on really, uh, really targeting that population, and, and really convince them, because they're kind of on the fence, they're like, I'm not quite sure. We give good messaging. 
uh, and show the research. And look, we convert a good chunk of those people. And we, so the ROI is we get, if we put more uh, shots in arms, we have less wastage. So we save taxpayers, or we, we don't really save taxpayers, but we certainly don't waste taxpayers' dollars. We also have a healthier population, a more, a highly vaccinated, vaccinated population. So a healthier population, which means that we can stop mass producing PPE in the way that we were doing that. And supply chains can open up with the correct goods that are, that need to be produced in those factories. So if we don't target those people, that percentage of people, then we don't, we, we waste, uh, taxpayers dollars. Um, and because we, we, we don't, We are, we have a population that is less vaccinated, so there's more sick people, which is a strain on the economy. I mean, it, which means we have to continue to mass produce PPE um, in factories like in Dearborn. So they're not creating Ford F4, they're not making Ford F-150s and supply chains. I just made the link. So yes, it's absolutely worth spending taxpayer dollars to be able to convert people to make a healthier population so we can have a more open economy. So that would be my case for to vote no to the injunction. We should not spend taxpayer dollars on marketing campaigns. Very well stated. Very eloquent. Sir, I might have overextended my time on that. No, no, it was very well stated. So very well. My question then is, because I'm genuinely curious, is where where do you disagree in that argument? And I'm not here to be an asshole. I'm, I'm genuinely curious. I've already told you. Neither one, of us, neither one of us has conducted some sort of empirical study. And I'm frankly not interested in that because the independent voters, as you referred to, that tends to actually be, unless you want to contradict me on that, uh, the more informed element of the voting populace. They're, they're split ticket voters, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm not so sure what some exponential federal expenditure, some marketing campaign, there's virus, and B, there's vaccines. You think they haven't hurt? I'm sorry. I, I just, I, I know you made a very eloquent argument, and I'm I mean, not dismissing you, that out of hand. Okay. Well, if, if it's what you think the marketing is going to be, then we can talk about that, because if you really think the CDC is just going to like, hey, General America, there's a, there's a virus and there's a vaccine. Welcome to my TED Talk. Thank you for coming. Like, okay, so what do you think they're going to say? They're going to address every myth that every person reads on Facebookuniversity.com. Well, convince them. Do you realize? Look, I'm not, I'm talk, not saying John, that. John, I'm not talking about anti-vaxxers. Me, I'm talking me. about, I'm talking about every, almost of every person that, Okay, let's say I have I have 100% of the people I I I manage. 25% of them said, "You know what? Right now I'm not going to I'm not going to take the vaccine." Some of them refused straight up and some said I'm on the fence. And the greater group of people were on the fence. And they're not they just want to make sure that people don't within a month aren't having massive side effects, aren't getting super sick. They're at, they are a 
they're a group of people that absolutely can be persuaded to take the vaccine. They're not anti-vax. They're just like, hey, I'm, I'm on board. I just need to see if everything is good. And that's fine. They're, they're, it's, it's in business. They're not early adopters. And that's cool. But that doesn't mean they don't adopt. There's always going to be resistance. There's always going to be resistance to change, but they're generally smaller populations of people. Then it's that it's, there's the early adopters that are in, and you just have to give those people in the middle a little bit of time to convert. And a well, little bit of messaging goes vaccine. a long way. As soon as, as soon as the Moderna vaccine is available to me, I'm getting it. Okay. I, I'm not arguing the efficacy. It's actually historic in the sense that most vaccines, like most people don't even know, the inoculations they get as children are between, correct me if I'm wrong, usually 70 to 85% in terms of eff efficacy. It is extraordinary that the first two vaccines that have come out are, what, 95%? Yeah, on, on average, 95% of all of them. Yeah. It's, it's extraordinary, is it not? It is, yeah. It's a great solution. It is. It's so I'm not arguing that. That's that's not at all what I'm arguing here. So what your what your argument maybe is is that listen, everyone knows it's here. Everyone knows the vaccine is here. Everyone has made up their mind today. You're not changing any minds, and so therefore it's not worth pursuing any sort of messaging towards this. I'm not saying don't put up a bulletin on CDC.gov. I'm not saying that, Nate. I know people that listen to this that are you know, left of center, which is 70% of our audience, they're going, this guy cares more about F-150s than lives. So be it. Knock yourselves out. No, I don't think anyone's. I'm I, sure I a lot of people it. are thinking that left of center. I'm just. I certainly didn't take it that way. Not lives. Okay. What I question is the fundamental effectiveness of some miraculous federal messaging campaign because how many people fast forward commercials how many people are actually going to stop and watch a commercial about a virus they already know about what federal messaging campaign is going to make someone go you know what i've changed my mind i'm gonna get it I i'm sorry i i don't see the efficacy in that and not, i mean it's frankly, not just it's i think not... it, i think it's a it's another bent on the Smith-Munn Act that we're allowed to do that. We're allowed to advertise federal propaganda. You actually use the word yourself. Yeah, well, fuck me. I, it's, I didn't say that. I, I, you know, I didn't say that. It's, it's, we don't. And you know what? I, I just promise you, I promise you and anyone that agrees with you on this, on this podcast you, that you have a, you waste those taxpayer dollars. The The thing that, the diverting funds is the issue in the first place. And instead of wasting those dollars, you have a lower ROI if you don't have good messaging and you don't have a unified front in the federal government. I mean, it's just... I know, that, I, know that's, I know that's your acronym for the night, ROI, but I didn't say screw you. And I'm not saying screw the vaccine. I'm getting it as soon as it's available to us lowly veterans that aren't worth getting it. Uh, but I, I'm sorry. I just don't see that being something that's going to turn the tide. Okay. And again, I didn't say screw you. No, I said, I just, it, I think it would be a poor business decision to not market the product you have. 
That's it. That's if I was a consultant, I would say, I would say, we're down to though. (laughs) You think nobody's heard of the virus? You think nobody's heard of the vaccines? That's what I mean. Why do you have that? It's like advertising oxygen. So what, um, I guess, I guess the, the real wrap up here is I think you had brought this up. You said, listen, I think that this, this discussion is incredibly important because I think there's a huge part of American society that really does agree with what you're saying. And, 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 and for a lot of Americans out there have an absolute right to just be pissed right now. I, I'm, my heart goes out. It's absolutely tragic. This last year has been a nightmare and not a nightmare because of Trump or not a night. It's just been a global nightmare from the second January 1st, 2020 hit. It was like off to the races. It's been tragic. And, and I know that there's both the right and the left or however you want to clarify it all want the same solution. We all want the economy open. We all want to be doing normal shit again. And I, I deeply understand that because it's, I personally hold that same feeling as every other American. What it boils down to is there's one side of the house that's like the way you're, you're feeling. And then there's the other side of the house that's the way I'm feeling. And there's a real disconnect on why at least my side's proposal would somehow be worse. I'm sorry if you feel like I'm on that side of the house. I'm not saying I'm not saying you are on this side, side of the house. house? Let me I'm, tell not, you. I'm not saying you are on that side of the house. I'm saying that you're certainly at least telling that story tonight. Well, it, see, that side of the house that you're referring to for the Saints Bucks game tomorrow there'd be 80,000 fans in the Superdome. That's that side of the house. So once again, as much as you want to paint me as a, as a hardliner for the right, that's not accurate. I'm, right. I'm not painting you as a hardliner, but you certainly have been telling the story of that viewpoint. I mean, it's certainly not, I wouldn't even say my viewpoint's left-leaning. It's not. It's just, it's a, it's a theory on how we should move forward. It might have some left-leaning principles on more federal government intervention. But again, I, I thought that one of the mandates of the Constitution and the f- framers wanted was just the welfare of its citizens. Yes, and, that's what I'm arguing for. It's not for 80,000 fans in the Superdome. And I, I'm arguing for Main Street. And so and people I don't, keeping their yeah, small businesses. Exactly, and I don't care. I don't care about anything else the federal government does right now except for take care of the welfare of its citizens, and that would be the small business owner, the, the teacher, the nurse. Well, that's, uh, that's what I'm arguing for. And, and, I, I, don't, and so, I, don't feel it's, and, I don't feel it's even remotely fair to put me in the category of folks that would want 80,000 fans at the Superdome tomorrow. And then, what I'm arguing for is some sort of, I don't know, pragmatic, not for you, not for the federal government, but for Main Street to keep their businesses open. So, I mean, if, if that makes me a hardline fascist, so be it. Yeah, and none of what I said about the response to the vaccine says that we shouldn't have a response to, to small business owners. I absolutely think we, we absolutely need to do that. I've nothing but advocated for more money to, into the American citizens' pockets. That's right. In that polarity. So, 
but uh, but that I'm, that's you know, that's I, that's separate from the solution driven response of getting vaccines to to American citizens in their arms. Not like, once have I argued against that. Yeah. Um, when, when did I argue against vaccines getting in people's arms? You didn't, but I think you're arguing against at what rate that I think there should be production and distribution because it wouldn't strike the right balance with small business owners. Okay, let me, let me phrase it this way. Let me break it down this way. I don't give a damn about how shareholders and Wall Street, Dearborn, GMC, Chrysler, I don't give a damn about how Silicon Valley's doing. I care about Main Street, all right? Mm -hmm. And if that makes me a far right winger, good luck convincing them of that. Mm -hmm. okay? So I know you're desperate to paint me in that polarity because it's, it's, a, it's an easy way to say us and them, but I have never argued that name. No, I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to paint you in any, I'm not trying to paint you any way at all. I'm just trying to figure You're out. Uh, no, absolutely not. I'm literally just trying to find out why my solution somehow doesn't take into account small business. I, that, that would be like a federal overall, the, the number one priority of the federal government is to produce vaccines and get them in people's arms. How that, as if my question is, if we're looking at it as an equation, if the government 100% preoccupied with vaccine creation and delivery and distribution, that means that 100% of small business is ignored. Is it that we go 75% and then 25% goes to small business? Like, is that the balance we're talking about? Because I, I, I don't think I'm... I feel like your mockery is an appropriate place to end. I'm, I'm, I'm literally not mocking you. I'm, I couldn't be any more dead serious. I could not be any more serious. If, if you're asking me, do I have an exact number? 72, 28. I, I don't have an exact figure for you. If you'd like for me to come up with one, I'm speaking more in the figure of a balance. And again, I have to refer to as the declaration in the constitution says the several states, but I'm looking at this example of the states, which I view as largely autonomous, mm -hmm. unless it comes to matters of warfare in the Supreme court. I'm looking at the examples we have to date. And I think maybe even you could agree They've not, whether they be blue states or red states, anywhere in between, I don't think they've even come near to striking the right balance. I'm sorry. And I think the best thing for us is to you know, weigh a balance. God forbid I use the same word, but to weigh some sort of balance for the sake of people that do most of the living and dying and running small businesses, okay? It may not matter to the policy makers, but it makes a great deal of difference to the people who lost everything because of these shutdowns. Doesn't matter to Gavin Newsom. Doesn't matter to the Cuomo brothers. Doesn't matter to DeSantis or Kemp. But it matters a hell of a lot to those folks, to my former employer before I joined the Navy. So, I'm sorry, the balance has not been struck, okay? 
The people that are going to get it, the vaccine, they're going to get it. The people that don't want it, they're not going to get it. They haven't forgotten about the virus. There's my closing synopsis that I'm sure will be derided by seven-tenths of our listeners. <laughs> so be it. Seven-tenths. That's very specific. 70%? 70%? I really don't know what our demographic breakdown is, actually. I told you. That we have, we have an ideological breakdown? It's, it's over. I can send you the uh, Twitter stats, which, I mean, I don't know which one of us last posted on there, but... <laughs> From there and uh yeah, Potomatic, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Yes, I I I wear the black hat. And that's cool. Well, I don't think you wear a black hat if fifty percent of the country agrees with everything you're saying. I'm not Are you kidding me right now? No. Why would I be kidding? You're putting you're putting me with that that anti vaxxer crowd. Who are you, what half of the country are you putting me with? What, why is 50% of the country anti-vax? 50% of the country, like it's. What 50% are you putting me with? I'm, you're speaking for the entrepreneur. You're speaking for the, like, I, I don't know what side I'm speaking for. I mean, I'm assuming, I, I don't, I really don't know. I'm going to be honest with you, John. Like, I really, I, I understand your absolute. 50% of this country are entrepreneurs. Since when? Oh, my God. I've really missed my delivery tonight, I think. No, I mean, like, where, where the does first this 50% time, and that's come the, from? Like, I think it's that the, is an ass pull, my friend. You just pulled that out of your ass. 50% of right. what? You're right. I did. I, I pulled 50%. I'm, I'm being generous. I'm saying that there's, we'll, we'll say I forget the statistic and I'm like, I have literally missed my message. And this is, it took 251 no, no. You hit episodes. The mark. No, folks, it I'm a fascist. It took me 251 episodes to finally probably miss my delivery on this, or at least miscommunicated something in a really grand way. Nate, we've both done it. Don't start that. We uh, have both missed the mark. I'm, but I just don't, I, I'm genuinely, I'm going to leave the first episode on, on the Mod State podcast, I'm going to leave genuinely confused as to why we're disagreeing. And, and for, I'm, are you? Yeah, I am. Because you want a larger federal presence than I do. There's a hint. Yes, but the larger, but the larger federal presence produces the solution that you want faster because that's what the federal government always does solutions faster mm -hmm. <clears throat> but they the solution but the solution in this in this sort of combating the virus the federal government presence and intervention produces a solution more quickly than less federal government intervention. And what I'm advocating for, and where we probably disagree, 
is that I think it's smarter to just have that federal intervention now so we can resume life quicker and waste less money over time. And that's where we fundamentally, the federal government response is where we disagree. We do. And, and so I'm, as a, and so what oh, I'm, sorry, and so what I'm making the case for is the ROI, right? Like when I was talking about uh, messaging, that if we're going to spend taxpayers' money, if we're going to spend a heap of money, then if if we can do it like in half the amount of time, then we're not spending. Like if we can do it now, and we spend a heap of money right now, and it restarts the economy, so we don't have to spend any more federal d- dollars to prop up small business and municipalities, then. you're like you have a stronger ROI, right? You get more bang for your buck as opposed to drawing it out and giving one stimulus after another stimulus after another stimulus until finally in a year and a half there's a healthy enough people vaccinated. So it's the federal response actually gives you a better ROI in general than the continued response or the continued vaccine production and distribution, the volume of what's produced, the supply, because there's a huge demand, but they're not delivering on supply. No shit. We can continue that with, and that would be limited federal intervention, or we just have huge federal intervention and get it all done right now and and fulfill that demand. And we're much better off. And that's where we just... I like your faith in the federal government, okay? But first of all, and I know this is a French issue, but as I referenced earlier, by UBI, the stimulus never ends for the left. It's never going to end. This is going to continue because that's the utmost potential of the greater uh, proletariat. Um, With regard to federal funding, I absolutely agree with it. We have taxpayer dollars regardless, okay? I just think it would be better diverted to the several states and let the states handle it. I do not believe in the efficiency of the federal government. I'm sorry. I don't care how much money you dump in there. So you, and because what I would be afraid of with that idea of letting the states, so throw the money to the states, let the states deal with it, is now you have competition against states. You have competition among richer counties. There's a less equitable distribution of the vaccine, or you have a federal command center that. How much is that going to cost? I don't. What? I mean. So you're saying that the federal government, that massive apparatus, which you and I both were a part of. What? Department of Health and Human Services? It's going to be more efficient than municipalities. It isn't. It isn't about. It's about having one person or one institution guiding the effort. It's like military command structure. This isn't, this isn't, this is weird times. This isn't what it's, it's an incident commander in a natural disaster. You have one person calling the shots and you deliver fair, equitable care and you give the right care. You give coordinated care. That's probably the most important thing, coordinated care. If you've got governors looking for, direction from federal response, then you don't have a bunch of governors yelling at each other and competing for vaccines. I, that's, I 
I would assume we would distribute that on per capita for the per the population. But you'd need um, a federal, right? The federal incident response would handle that, right? To make that decision. I, I guess I'm confused. So we want to divert stimulus funds to the various municipalities and states for their poor fiscal management, but we don't trust them to handle their own response. I mean, I mean, they would, so they, would they would have to be part of their mistakes. They, they would have to be part of the, they would have to be part of the entire response. Like, so you trust the federal government to handle this individually amongst the states than the states. Uh, I, that baffles me. It prevents infighting from the states competing for vaccines. Nate, what I'm arguing is per capita, distributed amongst the states, let them handle it. Like what? I don't give a damn. I mean, that's what they're, that's, 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 that's the governor of Alabama. So that's, that's okay. So whether or not the federal government distributes them or the states fight for them, you still need vaccine production. You still need demand you need, still need a supply in order to fulfill I'm the demand i'm so, not arguing and that you, and you in the the way you get more supply is by augmentation of the federal government by you can mandate it you can have like whatever it has it has federal the government authorization it has Act. it has the federal government that can help support the mass production of vaccines. And that doesn't happen without federal intervention. Look, I, I want to believe in the Fed. I do. I, and I, if you, I just and, don't. And, and if that's where, if it took this long into the episode to at least come to sort of the fundamental disagreement here, then I then just I, said that minutes ago. And I know, and it's great. I, and it makes me at least better understand where the real fundamental disagreement comes from down to and and i and i understand i understand not wanting to have any more federal oversight than we need and i completely the same federal government you did i know i know and but right now it's not like it's not like you can accuse me of being ignorant on this one okay you're right and it's not that i have faith or lack of faith or more faith i just know that it's i have a solution it's and and you want to have the rollout to this as smooth as possible which means you don't want states to vie in competition for vaccines and you don't want you you want the same messaging you want unified messaging from state to state i'm not saying this is forever this just means right now polio was an example of what we've done in the past with good messaging and good campaigns and since when was that children i mean it's just precedent i'm just what, you, I'm you want to use the rollout of the affordable care act where they use the creator of the zone like oh that was a good marketing campaign if you, if you like your doctor and your, your plan, you can keep it. I mean, hey, are you seriously telling me you're going to use the same campaign in New York and Mississippi? It doesn't work. Well, you're not going to you're not going to tell the truth in New York and lie in Mississippi, John. You have to have similar messaging. I'm not saying I, like I don't. I, it's just telling lies. I'm just saying I don't. 
yeah, maybe you don't run the same ad exactly in New York as you do Mississippi, but you have the same CDC recommendations. You have the same CDC. That's right. Like in Louisiana, you're going to have cousins making out in order to make that ad hit, right? You know? I don't, I'm not quite, yeah. Well, no joke. I, I get it. I, I'm afraid that you feel like I'm talking down to you and I'm genuinely not, I'm not, I'm not trying to be elitist. I'm not trying to be, I've never been that ever. I don't think you're trying. I think you are. That's, that's, that's the messaging here. People that disagree. Well, you can just get banned from any platform. That's where we're at. And I feel, I feel, I really feel genuinely bummed out that you think that I'm talking down to you. Do you that I think that You're I'm not talking down to me. That I think that I think that you think that I'm smarter than you. It's not that at all. I'm just like this entire time I've just been genuinely trying to figure out where we where you You believe in the efficacy. You believe in the efficacy. You're more of a status than me. Bottom line, born on period. No debate there. You believe in the efficacy of the federal government. I do not. And so then I that apparatus. So then I'm asking you then if that, and which means that given that you would be potentially willing to prolong not because you want this, but if, if it's like, listen, we need as limited federal government intervention in this as possible, that, that would then cause a prolonged pandemic. And if that's what I'm asking, is that, that if, I'm just curious, because that would be the consequence of that. And, yeah. and I, I'm I just, yeah. I'm going to say this again. I am okay with using the Defense Authorization Act. As I said, I don't know how many minutes ago. I'm cool with that. All right. The bottom line is beyond federal taxpayer dollars, which exist regardless of your plans or mine, those dollars happen. Right? We can agree on that, right? Mm, sure. Yes. Corporate and personal income taxes, they, they happen. They exist. Mm. So regardless of whose plan it is, you distribute those dollars per capita. I'm not saying you favor California more than New Mexico. I'm saying you distribute them, period. The governors can shut the hell up. This is how we're doing it. Here's the dollars. But after that, if you can't explain your plan to the American taxpayer in two pages instead of 1,500, get the hell out. Sorry. I do not believe in the federal apparatus. I'm glad you do. All right. It is inefficient. It is loathsome. It is anti-liberty. Okay. Get the dollars out there. Let the states handle this. Okay. Now, I'm sorry if that's reprehensible and incomprehensible. Okay. So what happens I, if, what happens if you get a, what, if, what happens if you get a, what happens if you get a conservative or a Republican governor? that doesn't believe in vaccines. What Too the, damn bad. Then what happens in his state? 
with that response or his or her response to the vaccines in terms of equitability to those so those citizens suffer and that economy suffers versus maybe let's pick some more more liberal like california i think that's a bit of a moving of the goalposts here but that's but but that's what you run into you run into a disunified countrywide response which you don't believe in the right of the states to govern themselves. No, I absolutely believe in the right of the states, 100%. But administering a vaccine via taxpayer dollars, federal taxpayer dollars is not a question. Mr. Governor, Miss Governor, if you don't want the vaccine, fine. Here's what the dollars are for. I mean, I, I don't... Fine. So don't you get say the vaccine. Those... Yeah. Well... Yes, and the, I, the ideology. Sorry, I just the, yeah, the and, and the, I was going to say the ideology couldn't like it's could not be more clear. Uh, the ideology difference could not be more clear to me right now, and that's why well, I. This I'm is, sure. I'm no. sure that makes me a neo-confederate and a racist and a fascist. No, it doesn't. I, it doesn't. I'm not. I have not once painted you as anything. Neo no, I, I know that, but I, I, I haven't know painted that, you as neoliberal. I, I haven't painted you as anything. I know the I, corner I, of that. I haven't even. I, I even. I even walked back saying that you agreed with fifty percent of the country that I couldn't define. I'm not depainting you as anything. I'm, yeah, but I, I know. I know where that's going now. But it is. It's the same way of saying, like, listen, the state. There should be state autonomy. That means there shouldn't be some sort of federal intervention in voting in the states. And I agree with that. I think that the states should have as much autonomy as they, they can have. But there are certain things that the federal government should be involved in. And this is where we differentiate. And that would be well, during a national crisis. Why do you think I there agree. is what, why do you, what do you think there are conservative state Florida who declares national uh, emergencies uh, for hurricanes? Like there's a federal response. And this is one of those moments where the federal gov I'm government is well aware. So, so that's that's what I'm, it's, I'm not saying anything prolonged. I'm not saying I'm, I'm well aware of declarations of emergency. Yeah. So this would be one of those moments, right? Collectively across the globe, quite frankly. I guess, you know, here's a, here's a larger difference. And this is actually quite partisan. I just think it's Disneyland to think that all of a sudden, because there's a D in parentheses, the federal response is going to be that much better. No, it's. It's it's not that it's not Sorry. about it's not about the D or anything. It literally is that this president would be willing to do what I'm proposing. This last president hasn't or has been in a different situation, given the fact he didn't have a vaccine to act. That's on. what we're really down to. No, it is. And I, I want to be very, very clear. I want to be. No, 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 no. I want to be very clear right now. And I was afraid it of is. this when I even started talking about this. It is not about Biden. It is not about Trump. It, it is, is a diff. No, it is not. I never made it once about that. This entire hour, 90 minutes we're on right now. I have never once made it about that. And I don't intend to do it right now. I am saying that there is a president, regardless of whether he's Democrat or Republican, that is willing to up the federal response. And that's why we're having the conversation. That's because, not what I'm getting Because at. it could it could be that way. No. Here's the distinction I'm making. I couldn't care less what the letter in parentheses is next to their names. I believe in the Fed no more or less. Your faith has changed because Biden's coming into power. Mine is not. Nope. It's not about Biden. 
because if Trump said this was his plan launching once, if this was Trump's plan, I would be, I would support it 100%. If, if he wanted a coordinated federal response and, and had a unified DHH department of health and human services, I'd be all in it. Just like you does not matter what's in the parentheses. It is not about Biden. Once I, it's just that Biden has proposed or has already said that he'd be willing to up the federal response. That's it. If that was Trump, it'd be Trump and I'd support it. It's not about it's not about either political ideology. It's just there is some different mindsets on how we go about it. And whatever those category whatever whatever that ideology look, if I didn't care about getting to the heart of this, I wouldn't have kept this podcast going, this episode going on for oh, close to ninety minutes. I'm I'm not offended. I I think that I think this is a fascinating divergence. Unfortunately, uh, given our demographics, I I I know where I'm at. You know, I I I've got the black hat, and that's fine. I think this is a is a wonderful sort of discussion because either way, there's been a catastrophic loss of life that, and I I hope you remember right after I had my surgery in March of 2020. I advocated for keeping the economy shut down till Labor Day, till September of last year. Now, I don't know if you remember that, but I made that case for a six-month shutdown. All right. I do think there is a very, there is a very effective way in, in which to use the federal apparatus. I mean, I can't say that I'm entirely against the federal government by any means. There must be central command. I'm a big fan of the Federal Reserve. You know, I, I think there are ways we can use the federal government effectively in terms of funding. You know, I've argued before for community block grants. You know, I, I, anybody just needs to listen to the last five episodes to see what I'm talking about. So in all fairness, I, I can't be painted, nor am I trying to paint myself as some anti-federal government person. person. But when it comes to incisive delivery of things like vaccines. I just, maybe I spent too much time in my six years in the military and spent, have spent too much time in my five years since dealing with the VA to believe that it can surgically deliver vaccines in an effective manner as opposed to the states. Mm. I'm not the federal government and I'm not somebody that it by any means agrees with burning down Capitol Hill, okay? I just don't think this is their lane. Mm. And let me be clear too. What I'm proposing doesn't mean the federal government comes into every state and handles it. That's not it at all. It is, all, it is largely about state autonomy, but the federal government can play a more coordinated effort and a more unified effort in messaging. That's, that's pretty much it. So. Well, anyway, my friend, I think this is a good place to stop. And I just want to reiterate that all of this comes out of genuine curiosity. And, and I, I love you to death. And these are such weird times and so volatile that there are going to be things that we fundamentally maybe disagree on. Um, and I'm, I'm just glad that 
you and I can get to the heart of why maybe there is so much disagreement, but at least we can be an example of how to work through it and at least know that there's a conversation tomorrow, right? With you and I, and and I'm I'm proud of yeah, that. I mean, I'm proud of that that relationship that we've we've had over the last several years. So, yeah, since uh, like 2011, man, when we first met, I mean, we haven't been doing this that long, but you know, since 2016 at least. But most people now they're bringing ball and chains and guns. It's like, well, let's just disagree and get up and text tomorrow, as we do. Indeed. All right, my friend. Well, it's, as always, it's an honor and privilege to do this week in and week out with you. And thank you for our listeners across this great blue planet. Um, I hope, as always, for the continued uh, listenership. And, and, and we certainly are happy for your support. So with that, my friend, until next time. Au revoir. We'll see you.